3: Massive NBA news today. The NFL takes a bit of a backseat because Damian Lillard was traded. His trade request was honored, sort of. He gets traded out of Portland. He wanted to go to Miami and only Miami, but no, the flight gets rerouted. He is going to Milwaukee, and obviously he's very happy about that now because he gets to play alongside Giannis, and they're now title favorites.
1: Mistake. I mean... Giannis is good. Don't get me wrong. The guy can play. But can you imagine Damian Lillard on the outside? Joel Embiid in the Philadelphia oh, 76ers. on. on the, that wouldn't be a bad fit. That would have been just as good a fit as Milwaukee. At least Miami I never got. You have a team full of guards. So let's add another guard. Yeah. I, I, I think Milwaukee and a team like Philadelphia would have been a good fit as well. I mean listen, I it was never happening. It was never happening. I understand. Nothing good is happening to me as a Sixers fan. The Eagles look great. We have the uh, we have the rugby we have the rugby push, we (laughs) cheat at football which is great. But I do think everyone else in
3: the NFL is in shotgun on third and one except for (laughs) Perloff's Eagles who figured out the unstoppable play. But (laughs) But no one else runs.
1: The funny thing about the Dame Lillard trade is We were talking about Toronto this week. We've always been talking about Miami. Nobody was talking about Milwaukee. Then the trade goes down. You're like, oh, of course, Milwaukee. It makes so much sense. And the three-way trade with Phoenix kind of made sense for all three teams.
3: Well, not everybody is happy about it. And number one on the haters list is Jimmy Butler, who posted this on his Instagram.
0: Yo, NBA, man. Y'all need to look into the Bucs for tempering. Y'all do. I'm just gonna put that out there. Y'all didn't hear it from me, but I heard it through somebody. Y'all look
3: at it Yeah, I heard it from a friend. From a friend, Jimmy, a little salty there because I would say was Miami not borderline tampering? I mean, it was basically an open invitation. Please come to Miami. I don't know if they were technically by the letter of the law tampering, but it felt like there was a full court press to try to get Dame yeah. to Miami.
1: How does a trade work if not tampering? I don't totally understand.
3: Well, maybe he's talking about this. Now, some internet sleuths have gone back, way back, to the All-Star game. (laughs) Okay. In February of this current year, 2023. And it was the All-Star game where both LeBron and Giannis were captains, and they were choosing who was going to be on their team. So here was Giannis with his first pick in that draft.
0: My first pick going to be Damian Lillard. Giannis has changed this weekend. (laughs) I think so too. You know, he always talk about loyalty, being loyal. I know who my team is all that stuff, right? So I knew for sure his first pick was going to be Drew, so (laughs) I don't know what's going on with Giannis. Okay, okay.
1: All right. So. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> LeBron is smart. He's built super teams. He knows how this game is played. You get LeBron's mind moves fast. He immediately saw what was happening here.
3: It's funny because as an NBA player, you probably get besides the whole summer which you have off. You basically have two big times to kind of tamper, right? All-Star break and yeah. an Olympic team.
1: When were KD and Kyrie meeting in the hallway? That was an All-Star, all-star game. Yeah. yeah. So LeBron But, but this
3: the, the the seed got planted in the Olympic team.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, you're right. That there was full on this all started in February. There's no doubt.
3: Now, Samter did point out that Giannis took Drew Holiday with the next pick. So it's not like he was being so disloyal. Meanwhile, Drew Holiday was a part of this trade. He was shipped to Portland. However, early reports are that he's going to get flipped to go somewhere else. DeAndre Ayton also going to Portland. Uh, Tumani Kamara, a 2029 unprotected first round pick. So who knows what the Bucks look like in 2029? And swap rights, uh, pick swap rights, 2028 and 2030. Do you think we have flying cars by then? Yeah, I don't 2030. know. 2030.
1: I have no idea. I don't think uh, the Sixers are going to win a title by then, but definitely not. Yeah, I'm curious. This for Phoenix, obviously getting rid of DeAndre Ayton was a good thing. Yeah. So what what do we see in DeAndre Ayton, former number one overall pick in Portland? Can he score 20 points a game and get 10 rebounds a game here?
3: Well, this is a team that now is Scoot Henderson, Shaden Sharp, Anthony Simons. Do you need 20 points from the center position? Uh...
1: I mean, first of all, DeAndre Ayton, I kind of... I get on him for his effort, but that guy's shot. His, like... Nine-foot jumper is just butter. I think I think it's cool. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a lot to ask for DeAndre Ayton. Don't you think he should be a 2010 guy or at least a 1910 guy?
3: I know he's definitely a, a dude who needed a change of scenery. I think the team needed – it just wasn't a great fit. Uh, who, lots of stuff. Uh, his relationship with Monty Williams, the former coach, who is now coaching Detroit. Frank Vogel is now in, I as mean, we figured out. earlier in the show, (laughs) is the coach of the Phoenix Suns. They get Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson, by the way. They're all going to the Suns.
1: Yeah, DeAndre Ayton is always flirted right around 18 points, 10 boards a game. So he's going to give you a lot of production for a team. Nurkic is a good player, but as I recall, his high game in the last four years is 57 games. So Phoenix, that worries me a little bit. Are these guys all going to be able to stay healthy and on the court?
3: Well, definitely not Durant, but uh, let's go to the phones. Greg is in Portland, wants to talk about the Dame Lillard trade. Hey, Greg.
2: Well, hey. Well, hey. Um, How you feeling today? I just today? wanted to give a little bit of behind the scenes. Go ahead. Milwaukee is getting a high character guy. Oh, yeah. And my example of that is that Dame shows up at High school football games and Chuck's passes during halftime to kids on the field.
1: Hmm.
2: No entourage, no hullabaloo. Um, he just shows up. And it means a ton to the community. You know, Portland football. High school football is not, it's not like the South, the Midwest, Uh, you know, it's, it's very fringe. And it means a ton to the kids and the community that he does that. And he doesn't have to do that.
3: Yeah, Greg, I mean, it's, it's, it's unique, the, the bond between a city and a superstar. It's, Really special. I mean, we're cynical about sports sometimes, raised eyebrow, all that stuff. We're skeptics, but I know Dame in Portland, that felt like a very genuine relationship, and I don't think he wanted to leave. I think he did want to win a ring in Portland, but now he's 33, and he's looking back on his career, and Greg, thank you for the call, and he's probably got to think about his legacy a little bit too because unless you're Charles Barkley and you're on TV for 25 years after, sometimes we tend to forget... Guys who don't win rings. We don't put them on the same pedestal that we do the champions.
1: That's true, but I do think Damian Lillard, he's not quite Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, uh, the guys from the 90s, Carl Malone, who didn't, but he, I don't think Damian Lillard needs anything for his legacy. It's pretty cemented. I, I, if he wins a title, great. To me,
3: probably for his own mind, though. Yeah, I don't think it's.
1: I, to me, it's not like oh, he has to win a title to really go where he wants with his legacy. I think he's a Hall of Famer already. Do you think that that makes a big difference uh, if he wins one here, a team that just won one two years ago? Uh,
3: I think for him it does. Right, I for mean, him,
1: but I mean as a as, as an a legacy, like, I do.
3: I mean, is it going to look a little ring-chasing? Yes. Like, his legacy in Portland is above reproach. Yeah. That's never going to be questioned, questioned or anything. But, no, it's going to... You have champion next to your name. Yeah. I think he probably feels like, I've played well enough to be a champion. I've just never actually done it. Got to the Western Conference yeah. Finals, but just...
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, your favorite player, LeBron James, he has no problem chasing rings (laughs) around, and it doesn't affect his legacy.
3: Meanwhile, we're going to talk to Magic Johnson coming up in about 10 minutes. Speaking of Lakers, Uh, Paul is in Portland. Hey, Paul, how are you?
2: I'm great. Uh, I want to thank you two guys. Uh, uh, Reflecting on the time I've listened to you, we... We learned a lot, we laughed a lot, and we had two good friends in the afternoon. So well, now you have them in the morning, Paul. We're not dying. We're
3: not going away. You can't get rid of us uh, that of course, easily, Paul.
2: Of course I know that. I'm not going to levitate in the morning to listen to you, unfortunately. <laughs> I will listen to you when I normally do in the afternoon, so thank you for that. Uh, Dame Lillard is going to be gold. If he doesn't get injured, he pours his body out in every way he can, so he's going to He's going to be fantastic for a Milwaukee, and we wish him the best in Portland.
3: You know, Paul, thank you for awesome. the phone call. And, and yes, even if you know, we're going to be on earlier now, the show's moving to morning, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern time. Now, right here on CBS Sports Radio, same YouTube channel, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, channel 158 on Sirius XM. the Odyssey app is always there, and the Maggie Proff podcast. If you miss us, come on in to check, it, check out. You know what this reminds me of? I'm sorry. Yeah. It reminds me of Matthew Stafford. Like, the Detroit Lions fans love Matthew Stafford, and there were, I think, a lot of Lions fans who were pulling for him in that Rams Super Bowl. I think there'll be a lot of Blazer fans who will pull for Dame unquestionably if he's in a finals with the Milwaukee Bucks.
1: Yeah, I mean, we have not gotten one negative call about a guy who made a trade request. When does that happen? Now, the difference is... I. I, don't really know that there were any Lions fans to pull for Matthew Stafford. Oh come on! I don't. I don't think. Oh. I. I actually disagree with that. I don't think Matthew Stafford was beloved. In Detroit, like Dame was blah. I I just think it was a different thing. Stafford, Detroit Dame did
3: some winning. Matthew Stafford. How many playoff games did they win?
1: I think. Well, I think it's what the caller said. I mean, Dame would show up at halftime of the games, and there's something about Dame that was really felt kind of special and different. I mean, you've said it many times today, show that was a really special connection. I'm not sure I put Stafford there. I could be wrong, Um, but yeah, there's definitely no who makes a trade request and nobody minds. I think a big part of this, by the way, is. That is a young, talented core in Portland, and you gotta you gotta move over and let Scoot Henderson do his thing. So that's it's a win win, and that's it. It's so. a lot of
3: pressure on Scoot Henderson.
1: Oh, oh does boy. he look nervous about that? Oh no, my god! But
3: I mean, it's a lot of pressure on Scoot Henderson. Didn't play any big time college basketball. You know, went the different route to the G League. This is interesting for him.
0: No, I think he's
3: gonna be good, but this is, this I, I is, think a, this just... is a tough spot. You're the guy after the guy. I mean, no, you he... play the same position.
1: Based on the fact that he's built like he's 34 years old, I am not nervous for what. Scoot Henderson does not look, he does not look like a guy who wants for confidence in any way whatsoever. And I don't think we're putting that kind of expectation. I mean, there's so many powers in the West. No one's going to notice this young Portland team where they finish. I think it's a, I think they're fine. I can't believe you're putting pressure on Scoot Henderson. He's Just 19 say, years old.
3: No, you got to follow up. He's not up following game
1: Lillard. He's a completely different player. He's a
3: city icon of the city of Portland, and now he wanted to leave because you're here. So what are you going to do? No, I. <laughs>
1: there is zero. Oh, come on, that's terrible. What are you doing?
3: He's he's gonna feel that pressure.
1: No, he won't. He's.
3: There's not. There's no pressure for them to win right away, but there's pressure for him to now carry the torch. Of course, there is.
1: No, I, I don't think so at all. He's so young. I think, I, I I think there's no pressure on him all. And also, too, he looks like the, one of the most confident people coming to the league. And, question is just how much butt is he going to kick? Is he going to sort of take it easy on the old guys <laughs> yeah. at first? Or is he going to just take drive him to the hole?
3: Uh, Dean is an indie who wants to call back, recall a conversation we were having about Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos. Hey, Dean, how are you?
2: I'm good. How are you doing?
3: We're doing excellent.
2: Well, here's the thing. Sean Payton, to me, 10-year uh, contract's crazy. Yeah. If you look back on the record with uh, the Saints... He had seven or six or seven years, right around five hundred, seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven. Uh, won one won Super Bowl with Drew Brees. Always had a good defensive ends, good corners, good running backs, good receivers, and that's what you need now in the the game. Yep. And uh, the conference wasn't always great, or not, excuse me, not the conference, but the division, the division was yeah. not always great. Yeah, so. I don't know. I don't think he's a great coach. I mean, you know, Dean, not for a 10-year contract. It's, really.
3: it's so funny. Thank you so much for the phone call. I always thought that the leaner years that Sean Payton had with the Saints, yeah. like those hovering around 500 years that he had, I actually always put that a little more on Drew Brees because Brees took every penny, and I, I'm not begrudging him that. But when the quarterback takes every penny, it becomes really hard for the rest of the team, harder, a little more challenging, to build your roster. And I always thought Sean Payton got more. Got more out of, not less, but, like, elevated that roster. So I always put that a little bit on Breeze.
1: I don't understand why all of a sudden, I agree with that take, why all of a sudden are we turning Sean Payton into Mike McCarthy? No, like, it took three weeks? Like, all a, Sean Payton was the hottest name in the offseason, and now he's just, like, I have, you know, he's just some average coach after three weeks with a team that has had six straight losing seasons, has garbage personnel at almost every position, except I would argue, except quarterback. I mean, they stink everywhere. What, he, what is Sean Bates supposed to do? He has had no time to build anything here. When did he get there?
3: Okay, not long ago. I'll give you that. He hasn't had a lot of time, but he came in talking a real big game here.
1: What is he talking about this year?
3: Well, he was talking about Russell Wilson can't have an office anymore. No more people in the trainer's room. He's talking about Nathaniel Hackett was the worst coach in the history of the NFL. Uh,
1: that part, I, yeah, that's true.
3: <laughs> he came in and it was like, you're welcome. That's what it felt like. Hey, everyone, I'm here now. You're welcome. You finally have a great coach, and I'm going to turn this thing around. First game of the year, first offensive series, goes for, for, for the onsides kick. Clearly trying to show people, hey, remember me? I was the one who called the onsides kick after halftime in the Super Bowl. Caught the Colts by surprise. Saints end up winning the Super Bowl, and I'm now, like, one of the great coaches in the NFL. And I think that was its just a lot of ego from Sean Payton. And look what happened. He's get, he just got his you-know-what handed to him on Sunday from the former ball boy of the Denver Broncos, yeah. Mike McDaniel.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, this team, what was their record two years ago? 5-11. and 11. What was it the year before that? 6-10. and 10. What were they before that? They stink. Yeah. He, maybe he was foolish to not know this. I, he doesn't run the defense either. Listen, they brought in Vance Joseph, former NFL head coach. Yeah, of the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is clearly something deeper wrong than Sean Payton. And maybe he's a fool to not know that, but we're judging him already. Let him build a team. I mean, listen. Again, Cor- they, they Sutton's spend more best, in
3: free agency than anybody. Corlin Sutton's
1: your best receiver by tenfold, and he cost you so much on Sunday. He had two massive fumbles. Yep. I, I don't know what you're supposed to do there. I'm not sure, and I don't know what Russ is supposed to do there. Russ is throwing it right to the receivers every time, and it's not making the slightest difference.
3: 855-212-4 CBS 855 212 today So today's a big day because of the Dame trade, but also because we did make a big announcement today. We are moving to morning, six to ten A.M. Eastern time. We're gonna still be all over the country on CBS Sports Radio. We're gonna be we're gonna be everywhere. And with that, we're gonna answer our Ask the Pros. Question of the day. It's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. And today's question comes from, Standby. this came from Chad and Eugene. Will you guys get to wear pajamas on your show? You can submit a question by tweeting at CBS Sports Radio or at Maggie and Pearl using the hashtag Ask the Pros. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts.
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was just saying, I don't really go formal for the three to six slot, but I plan to cash it down big time. You're for wearing the a
3: hoodie and a hat today. How do you yeah. get more casual than this?
1: <laughs> because the bottom half, I'm wearing pants. Oh, don't,
3: great. Get oh, <laughs> don't get used to that.
1: Don't get used to that. It's just
3: going to be too early. You're just not going to be able to put on pants. We're talking Locky about me.
1: what time we're going to wake up, and we are on different pages on that one. I am going to... Roll out of bed, 5'17". Yeah, thanks. Throw on hat, 5'18". <laughs> throw on throw on sweatshirt, 5'19". Immediately get in the car, boom. I'm here, ready to go talk sports.
3: Wow. What a team player. You're the real Dame Lillard of this. You're going to show up a whole 15 minutes <laughs> Dame before Lillard, the show. Uh,
1: Dame Lillard. is uh, the, Now he's a team player. Who takes well, 40 shots a game. He's just, a community player. But I okay. needed
3: something. Uh, yeah, you're going to be the glue guy rolling out of bed. Meanwhile, I've got to get up look presentable
1: somebody on the show has to
3: in pajamas <laughs> in pajamas <laughs> do they frown upon wearing pjs around here no this everyone place? looks like everyone looks pretty dressed down
1: i don't know are you a pj wearer yeah what do you wear to bed Not Pajamas. pajamas oh okay
3: <laughs> what do you wear to bed
1: i wear boxers and a t-shirt like every man i've ever met
3: <laughs> yeah yeah I do- i've never met a man who wears pajamas
1: yeah, I would be worried if you did. Wait, <laughs> do you guys on the other side of glass ever wear pajamas? No. Samter, you are not a pajama
3: guy. <laughs> Santa own a pair of pajamas? Definitely not.
1: Is I he... do, but I don't wear them. My wife always gets me pajamas, and they're very cute. And there's always cute pictures on them, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And they're very comfortable. I just, I'm not a pajama guy. I just the say they'll thing. hang in
3: the closet or sit in the drawer forever. You could have gotten that for your wife for your anniversary day. Little matching PJs.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. That sounds <laughs> really, would have been like, Who really romantic. Did I marry? Really romantic. It's like that says giving up matching PJs. <laughs> here's
3: here's some flannel. 855 4 CBS. All right. Coming up, our distinct pleasure to talk to the one and only Magic Johnson. He joins the show. You want to watch youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Don't move. Welcome back to Maggie and Pearl Off. It is our distinct pleasure to be joined by a Hall of Famer, a five-time NBA champ, a three-time MVP, a three-time finals MVP. I could go on and on and on. <laughs> the one and only Magic Johnson is joining us on behalf of RSV and the Sideline RSV campaign. You can go to SidelineRSV.com for more information. We'll get into it. Magic, thanks so much for the time. How are you?
0: Oh, Maggie, I'm doing good. Uh, Andrew, I'm doing great as well. So I'm just happy to be here.
3: Well, we'll get into sideline RSV, as I mentioned, in a moment. But this has got to be exciting for you. Usually in the fall, you're probably just getting ready for the (laughs) NBA season to start. But now you're co-owner of an NFL team, the Washington Commanders. How has this been different than your co-ownership of the Dodgers, of WNBA and soccer teams?
0: Well, the NFL is the big boy. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's the league of all leagues, right? And so to be an owner of the Commanders. And I want to thank Josh Harris because, you know, he he brought me in and uh, he's doing a, a wonderful job of leading us. Right now we're putting money into the stadium, into our practice site, uh, and also what the players want. We've been doing it. So give Josh a lot of credit. He's really uh, making sure that the fans are happy with the product on the field. And we're going to build this. Uh, one step at a time and uh we're excited about the future of the commanders
1: full disclosure magic i'm from philadelphia and you know the commanders go to philly this weekend are you going to be right. there and keep in mind we're still mad at you about 1980 so <laughs> my dad talks about it all the time i mean give us a break we had won a title forever so are you going to go to philly and are what do you think of this nfc east rivalry thing it's a little different than the nba
0: yeah, it really is. Uh, when you think about the NFC East, it's the best division in all of football. Right now, we know that uh, the Eagles are the team to beat. And so we're going to go in there and try to cut our turnovers down. We had too many last weekend. And if we're going to have any chance to beat them, we got to play probably our best game because the Eagles, 3-0, and they're playing really sound and really good uh, football And so we know that, uh, uh, you know, we're going to have our hands full with the egos, but the main thing for us is uh, that we got to make sure we take care of that football.
3: Magic Johnson is joining us on behalf of sideline RSV. And we'll get to that in a moment. Now you keep adding teams to your long resume. Were you surprised that Michael Jordan decided to sell the Hornets? He's getting out of team ownership.
0: Yeah. You know what? But he's still in racing. He has his own team and, NASCAR. And, you know, one thing about Michael, uh, he did a great job as an owner and he decided to, you know, sell. Uh, and and he made a lot of money from selling his team. But Michael is having the time of his life golfing every day. He owns his own golf course. So he's just uh, having a lot of fun and I'm happy and I'm proud of him. You know, with him being a go to basketball, uh, he's a great friend of mine and I just admire everything that he's doing.
1: Magic, would you want to get involved in NBA ownership uh, in the future? Is there any teams that would interest you?
0: Well, I think first, Andrew, it, you know, it's just going back to the Lakers, being a part owner of the of the Lakers, yeah. if I could, that would be my first choice because I'm a Laker. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the Lakers are going to go to the NBA finals this year. They're the best team in the West, I feel. Uh, they're deep, they're talented, and got two great leaders in LeBron and AD. Um, and if not... I might, you know, look at another team. But I've turned down every team, Andrew. Yeah. My first choice would definitely be the Lakers, and, and the Lakers would probably be my second choice as well.
3: <laughs> wow, so you think the Lakers are better even than Denver with Jokic and how well he played in the finals? You still would put the Lakers, I know you're an all-time Laker, you'd still put mm-hmm. them ahead of Denver.
0: No, you always pick the champion, right, because they won. So Denver is the team to beat. But I picked the Lakers to win this year. I think Denver lost a couple key pieces uh, to their team. Jokic is still going, uh, probably going to be the MVP again this year, even though I think he'll have some, some, some uh, challenges from other guys. But um, I think the Lakers, you have to remember that series, Denver blew us out the first game, but the other three, the Lakers had a chance to win. And so they just didn't make the plays in the fourth quarter when it was winning time to do just that. But the Lakers are better this year. And so uh, I'm not taking anything from from the big man because he is the best player right now in the league. But uh, I think the Lakers are a better team this season.
1: Well, it's interesting. I mean, if you think about LeBron's legacy in L.A., Maggie and I were having an interesting discussion if LeBron wins again, I mean, would he get a statue outside of the arena? I mean, is he an all-time Laker at this point?
0: Yeah, I think that if, if he brings that championship, he's definitely going to get a statue out there. And uh, right now, you know, Kobe's getting his uh, this coming se- season in February. And um, so I think it's up to LeBron to continue to just uh, dominate and, and win in Los Angeles and I think before it's all said and done, he will definitely get a statue uh in front of crypto.com. Now it's not the staple center anymore. <laughs> it's still a little odd for us to say that. Magic Johnson, yes, exactly.
3: the one and only, is joining us on behalf of Sideline RSV. You gotta go to Sideline dot com. Mm-hmm. This is specifically targeted for older older adults to learn about the risks of this common contagious but potentially serious respiratory disease. Uh Magic will get more into that. You mentioned yep. For ownership, your first choice would be the Lakers, and your second choice would be the Lakers. GD Bus just got married. I mean, yeah, were you at the wedding? What do you get for GD Bus as a wedding gift?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I was not there, but I was really proud of her and happy for her because I think that you know she wants to be happy and she found somebody that can make her happy. So uh, both of them love basketball. They they've been dating for. Uh, uh, some time now. And so uh, I think what you get her uh, this year, we want to get her a championship. That could be her present. <laughs> so so there's nothing else you can get her. She has everything. She got a team that's worth, what, five, six billion dollars. Uh, she's already had so many championship rings. I think she just needs one more.
3: Ring of a different kind. Yeah. Marrying Jay Moore. Um, You know, a couple other basketball things for you. The new rules on load management. Uh, You can see what the NBA is trying to do here, right? Magic. They want the stars to be playing all the time. Do you think this is going to work?
0: I think it's going to work. And I'm glad that commissioner silver has installed this because it's so important that we stop this load management. Um, Listen, Michael Jordan played 82 games. Myself, Larry Bird, Kareem, we're all used to playing. I I, I don't care what nobody say. This load management is not helping people not get hurt. The guys are still getting hurt. And so let's play for the fans. Let's play for your teammates. Let's play for the city uh, that you play in. Uh, And so play the game you're getting paid for 82 games, play 82 games. And so, uh, to me, this makes no sense. And I'm hoping that, uh, this works in a big way because even myself, I'm a big NBA fans. I hate turning on the TV and then they say, Oh, the two stars are not playing. What? Just because they sit out? What? No. If you're healthy, if you can play, play. And so uh, I'm so happy this is this rule has uh, uh, been in play now, and it's going to help everybody. It's going to help the TV uh, deals for the NBA. It's going to help the fans, and it's going to help the players and their team because they should be trying to win every single game.
1: Magic, you were so much about the NBA title. Could you have gotten up for an in-season tournament? I, I'm still trying to figure out how teams are going to really get into that when the main goal is to win, obviously, the championship trophy.
0: Andrew, you're right. We have to just wait and see. You know, sure. uh, it's the first time. We, we. I'm excited to see how it's going to play out. And uh, so let's see. Let's give it a, a chance. Remember, I remember when everybody was up in arms about the three-point shot. Now we love it, you know. So anytime there's changes, you're going to be like, okay, how is it going to work out? So let's give it a chance and we'll see what happens.
3: Magic, last one for you about Sideline RSV. You're part of the Mm -hmm. SidelineRSV.com is where you can find more information. You're part of this campaign. Why did this speak to you?
0: It's important because I'm about my health and, and, and wellness. GSK is a great partner. And when you think about RSV, especially people 60 years and older, you really need to know about RSV. When you think about people 65 177,000 people who are 65 and older are hospitalized each year from RSV. Out of that 177,000, 14,000 die. So when you think about chronic heart and lung disease, you should definitely uh, consult your doctor, your healthcare provider, as well as your pharmacist about RSV. Very important. And I'm 64 years old, so I'm, for the first year, first time ever, you can get vaccinated for RSV, I'm going to get vaccinated. So I just want people to know about it, to learn about it, to educate themselves about RSV.
3: Again, SidelineRSV.com is where you can go for more information. Last one for you, quickly, Magic, before you go, you're probably, you still are, the most famous alum from Michigan State,
0: this has oh, been another
3: situation where Michigan State is now having to answer some serious questions as their most famous alum. How are you feeling about this?
0: Uh, I'm not happy at all. You know, it's, 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 it's not a, a good situation for MSU. Uh, so we have to see what happens with um, the investigation and um, I tell you we we I hope that once all this is over with, that we can get our stuff together uh, and concentrate on the students' education and also getting better uh, and make better decisions. And uh, so uh, I'm not happy because, you know, this is not good for all Spartans across the world
3: magic can't tell you how much we appreciate this again sideline is where you can go for more information to learn about this again common contagious potentially serious respiratory yep. disease for uh, older adults 60 and above magic always a pleasure thank you
0: thank you maggie and andrew have a good day
3: baseball is back Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Big news today on two fronts. Damian Lillard gets traded to Milwaukee. That was the big headliner for the day. He's now going to team up with Giannis. Phoenix gets DeAndre Ayton and some young players. Only one unprotected first-round draft pick, though, and some pick swaps. So not the big draft pick haul that maybe people were expecting. Like when Kevin Durant got traded to Phoenix, it was for four first-round picks and players.
1: Yes. No, but Damian Lillard, that definitely was not going to happen. DeAndre Ayton's a 25-year-old center who regularly averages 18 and 10 for a team that has not had you know consistent production out of that spot, mainly yeah. because of injuries. I, I think there's value there. I don't know what happened in Phoenix. The one thing is you have to take him off the court when you're pick and rolling him to death. We'll see. He's super talented. Guy's shot is gorgeous. He's got an unbelievable touch. So I, I think that part is interesting. Uh, I mean, of course, this is all a precursor for tomorrow's headlines. What's that? James Harden.
3: <laughs> yeah, you wish. This Drew is Holiday a Sixers is going to the,
1: Drew Holiday is going to the Sixers. If not today, tomorrow, and James Harden is gonna end up in Miami or LA or somewhere. I am telling you that's how this Name a name a team that's gonna be more attracted to Drew Holiday than the Sixers. Oh, the
3: Sixers will be, but nobody wants Harden. That was made abundantly clear. And I think that if Daryl Morey could have already moved Harden what if this is not about the Sixers today. That the Daryl Morey could have moved Harden already, I if the Clippers actually wanted him, I think he would have.
1: Are you sure the Miami Heat aren't going to be looking for a consolation prize? Because I feel like they were set up for Damian Lillard. If, if Lillard's out of the picture, maybe the Heat go for somebody else.
3: Okay, do you? Is there any singular basketball player in the NBA yeah. right now that is more opposite than of Heat culture? Then James Harden. That, isn't that
1: the thing about heat culture? You bring in a player and he becomes part of heat no, culture. No, no, no.
3: This is where I believe Doc Rivers did an interview with Bill Simmons yep. after he got fired by the 76ers and said, James Harden isn't changing who he is. He said, I wish I could have coached him when he was younger in his career. Now, that was Doc definitely taking a shot at Harden. Harden's not changing.
1: The thing that Doc said, the real thing was when you're coaching against James, you know where the ball is because it's in his hands. Yeah. I'm telling you, I think he could change in Miami.
3: You think Jimmy Butler's going to want to play with James Harden? Yes,
1: Jimmy Butler is. Well, why would he want to play with Damian Lillard? That's not a Jimmy Butler kind of player either.
3: Well, I'd rather play with Lillard than with Harden. I I think Willard well, has shown in the big moments that he actually so, can show up where Harden disappears in the big moments.
1: I just well definitely. I agree with that. But I do think Miami might have another move. Because Tyler Hero is sitting there being like what's going on here? You clearly don't want me. Yeah. So they have that asset and you have Drew Holiday sitting out there. There's definitely another move coming. We know that Drew Holiday is going to be traded. So I don't know. I I feel like there could be more stars moving. And why not James? Okay. I'm just trying to get rid of James Harden. Why we know are you, you are, off? and you Why can't you just him, my him off
3: on anybody because it serves the 76ers. Well, it's get- not like
1: Drew Holiday is, you know, he's 34. It's not like he's the hottest property out there. I mean, the Blazers have no interest in keeping him. So move him along. I'm not making Portland take James Harden. I want to make that clear. We have a lot of listeners, and I wouldn't <laughs> Don't do that. not do that to them. I wouldn't do that to a friend. <laughs>
3: it's not okay. Uh, the second big announcement was that the show is moving time slots. So we have been on from 3 to 6 Eastern since the beginning of 2022, I guess. Yeah, since 2022 and years. And uh, now starting Monday, we are going to start 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern time. So we are moving to the mornings. Uh, we're excited. This is... This is a promotion for us. So we're thrilled, you know, just from a a work standpoint, from a life standpoint, this is going to get a little getting, take a little getting used to.
1: Oh, somebody nervous about the morning shift?
3: Well, I actually have to wake up at like 3.30. You're going to roll out of bed at (laughs) (laughs) 5.45.
1: I might just sleep right under that (laughs) desk over there.
3: (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. What is the
1: policy if one of us, namely me, oversleeps?
3: You can't do that. Okay, fine. You it's not allowed. Do you understand how many times I would call you start and how many times I will call you starting at 502.
1: So, uh, <laughs> one time recently my wife's phone died in the middle of the night and we didn't wake up the kids in time. They have an early wake up for school. Yeah. So do you guys get nervous about that when you have to set an alarm that your phone is going to like, I don't know, maybe there'll be an update overnight or something will get screwed up with your phone.
3: I'm thinking about just buying an alarm clock. Like an old school
1: alarm clock. I didn't think of like the uh, phone update. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. That's right. (laughs) It usually happens right around the time you would be waking up like three. Yeah. And sometimes a phone or sometimes the battery just does not Something weird happens with your phone. Yeah, not to get in your head, Maggie.
3: No, I think I'm just going to buy an alarm (laughs) clock, old school. And I
1: know you well enough too. The night before we start this, I will not sleep. You will not sleep because sometimes if you have like if you have a flight at three, you know, early in the morning, it's so hard to get good sleep because you're just thinking about that. uh, No, I
3: also did a morning show Saturday mornings. That's amazing. Six to ten a.m. My Friday nights through most of my late twenties were totally gone, but I loved it. Uh, But I was a great party. What?
1: What if there was a great party on Friday night? What did you do?
3: I'd like go until like eight. <laughs> <laughs> Just when the party's really starting is when I would leave. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome, especially it. for my husband. You're, you're um, a better
1: person than me. I, a big chunk of my career, I was doing this Sunday morning NFL show for DirecTV.
3: Yeah, I remember that show.
1: And I would stay out till four in the morning. <laughs>
3: And then just roll in?
1: Well, I was up in Stanford. So then I would I would basically have an 8 a.m. train. Oh. Yeah. be Saturday night, it's one thing to miss Friday night, because you have Saturday night in your 20s. I'm talking about in our 20s, not yeah, now. Not
3: now. Now it doesn't matter. Friday
1: night, you can you can sacrifice Friday night, but you always have Saturday night. Yeah. Saturday night, going into Sunday, that's a tough night to take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just being honest here.
3: We will be Monday to Friday. So Monday to Friday. <laughs> and also,
1: we're married and have kids. Yeah. We're, we're lame.
3: A little yeah. bit different now. Monday through Friday. 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. And again, we said it before. We'll say it again for Samter and for Stu. This has been our pleasure to work with you guys. You've been excellent and um, really like helped get a show off the ground. And that is not an easy thing to do. I know we're not digging ditches here. Uh, or anything like that. But it's also not easy to start something from scratch. And you guys were incredible for that. It's been fun. Yeah. And you guys yeah. are staying. You're staying in this time slot. Yep. And there's going to be more updates about that that we are not at liberty to discuss.
1: Also, too, thank you in advance for volunteering to be up at 5.30 a.m. for all those calls about where this file, this folder is. I know. It's That's so great. nice of you guys, <laughs> yeah. really. Actually, Mike's got a baby. He will be up. So <laughs> it's just <laughs> your I have no life. problem calling you early in the morning.
3: Uh, let's get to our shot of the day. He shoots! And the shot of the day, which will also be coming with us to the morning. So thank you to Lee Seidler and everyone at Casamigos, uh, Mike Meldman and Randy Gerber and to George Clooney, who have been behind the show, uh, will also be coming with us to the morning show. So today's shot of the day, a little snapshot of the show comes from who else? The icon Magic Johnson joined us earlier and said, uh, well, LeBron might be getting a statue outside crypto com.
0: If he brings that championship, he's definitely going to get a statue out there. And uh, right now, you know, Kobe's getting his this coming season in February. So I think it's up to LeBron to continue to just uh, dominate and and win in Los Angeles. And I think before it's all said and done, he'll definitely get a statue.
3: Look at that. LeBron with a statue.
1: So who has a statue now?
0: So Magic,
3: Elgin Baylor, Shaq, Chick Hearn, Luke Robitaille, I think Luke Robitaille Uh, has one, Gretzky, and... I think
1: Jerry West has one. I'm looking at a picture. This sure looks like Jerry West.
3: And uh, I think that's it.
1: Did you say Kareem? And Kareem. Wow, there are a lot of statues. We were here recently, and I remember looking at the Shaq one. I don't remember all these others. So why was Kobe after Shaq? Because he played in L.A. longer? And they weren't... I don't know.
3: Well, it's probably going to be something where, you know, they were going to do it for Kobe in his retirement.
1: I The Jerry West one I'm looking at, this is so lame. It's just the logo. It's the same exact position that he's in the logo. Well,
3: you know, that's not lame. Is that that's all cool? Jerry
1: West did was dribble hard to the left? <laughs> did he have any other moves?
3: As far as NBA history is concerned, that's the only move he had. Still, uh, are we missing any Lakers? I
1: don't think so. Those are the main ones. So Kareem is doing a sky hook. Obviously, Magic. Uh, Shaq is doing a two-handed dunk. Yeah. Jerry West is doing the logo. Magic is dribbling with one hand and pointing with other uh, yep. directing traffic. Uh, Elgin
3: Baylor is, I think doing some kind of jump shot, right?
1: Could be. I, I don't see Elzer Baylor, but Kobe, I imagine will be doing a fallaway jumper. Oh, what cool. would LeBron do as a Laker? That's what I'm wondering. Like, I, I feel like Kobe might be doing the fist pump.
3: Could oh, they? maybe a fist pump yeah. a little Yeah, different. they're
1: all sort of basketball moves. They that's all just, have a, a basketball point. in their hand. I feel like a, a fadeaway would make sense for Kobe. What like, was dude, LeBron's I, I Lakers LeBron.
3: Move? Well, I always thought if they did a statue in Cleveland, which I'm sure they're going to do at some point, it would be him, the block.
1: Yeah, on Iguodala, but
3: The block on egodala I don't know what kind of statue that... I mean, he's also the all-time scoring leader, though, in maybe the NBA. the shot
1: that, that broke the record? That's what kind the, of shot? No, I'm I saying just, in most,
3: Cleveland, I thought they yeah, would yeah, have. Yeah, what with
1: the Lakers? No, I'm just saying the Lakers. Oh, the maybe Lakers, the Lakers the that, is the shot that he broke the record in the Lakers uniform with. I feel like you might have a drive Not down the lane, one. right-handed dunk. I mean because the Tomahawk still a lot dunk, of those. Yeah, He does I that. Yeah, I feel like th- he's pretty good at that. Oh, no, no, <laughs> does no. he still dunk
3: anymore? The ball like <laughs> all the way extended behind him. Is but that what you're talking about like right yeah, but before that's more the Tomahawk?
1: Cleveland. No, I'm not talking about 2009 Cleveland. I'm talking about okay, something guys, he did with the Lakers. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. no it, bad ideas. It, it's Come more on. like a finger roll off the
1: backboard for LeBron at this point. <laughs> Wait, is LeBron step still, back,
3: fall away three.
1: Is he still able to do that dunk where he goes all the way back with the You guys the act
3: like he's not a good player anymore. They went to the Western Conference Finals. Did
1: you watch LeBron this year? He looked like me in my Saturday morning pickup run. He was <laughs> he, definitely slower. He definitely
3: did not look like oh,
1: you. He was old man walking up and down that court. He's still amazing, but if you do not see the physical difference now and then.
3: Thank you to Mike Samter, Thank you to Stu Kovacs for today and all of these days that you have put up with Perloff comparing himself to professional athletes. Uh, thank you to Magic Johnson. Thank you to Marty Smith who joined us. To the widows and the Purple Drinkers, you know where our heart lies. Thank you to the callers as well. We'll see you tomorrow.